and welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming back one more time. And of course, you know how we do this. Let's jump right into the download. Now, this week we saw the conclusion, the ending, the shutting down of Overwatch to make way for Overwatch 2, which is now shifted to a five from five on five to four on four, I believe, uh, hero shooter. But more importantly, it is now a free to play game and it is available for all systems, PC, Xbox Series S, X and Xbox One, PS4, 5 and of course the Nintendo Switch. Uh, this is a genre that I haven't gotten into a lot or at all for the most part. I am very much inclined to stick with that sort of solo experience. I don't play too many multiplayer games or games that are very much focused on the multiplayer aspect, uh, at least at this point in my gaming life. Uh, however, Overwatch 2 being free to play is definitely, definitely one that I'm looking forward to at least trying out. Uh, speaking with Brian Saf, my partner over the NRW checkpoint, he is a very big Overwatch fan, so he was eagerly excited for the release of Overwatch 2 this week. So it's definitely something that I am going to check out at least in the next couple days to see, you know, what it's like. But that's why I say. You know, it is the download of the week. It's recommendable simply because it is free to play. So you can try it out even if it's not your designated or favorite genre of games. And from there, figure out if you like it or not. And remember, free to play means you don't have to give them money if you don't want to. Now, one of the things that really for me defined a lot of my television viewing, particularly from 01 to 05, in this case for me, grad school was adult swim. Uh, with the hours of being a grad student, doing research, teaching classes, I burned a lot of midnight oil during that time, and adult swim was my best friend in many respects. And one of my favorite shows there that very much was a part of that that culture that we had amongst my colleagues as well as just my, my generation at that time was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And I know it's been away for a couple of years and they did a movie what, like 07, 08 or something to that effect. I'm not sure quite uh, when that was, but I know it was during that time after I was out of school. So it was around that time. Anyway, I recently stumbled upon a trailer for a new Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, excuse me, Aqua Teen, Aqua Teen Forever, Plantasm. And it's weird because at the time of me viewing that trailer, it had already been out four weeks. I'm like, where have I been? I instantly saw or got this feeling of nostalgia for my uh, early 20s. And it's one of those shows that was just so irreverent and had so inside jokes with a lot of people in my life at the time that I've always found a great pleasure in going back and watching it. And knowing that this movie is dropping directed DVD is November 8th, I believe is when it comes out. I'm surprised it's not dropping on HBO Max, but of course, for all of the uh, turmoil and, and cutting at HBO Max lately, I guess I'm not really a surprise, but I am very much looking forward to uh, Aqua Teen, 
Aquatine Forever Plantasma. I keep wanting to say Aquatine Hunger Force Forever, but that's the official title of the movie and all the voice casts are back and it looks, well, if you're familiar with Aquatine, you know it's quite crazy and zany and the trailer certainly lives up to that. So I'm definitely looking forward to that when it drops on November the 8th. My other short take this week is another trailer that just happened to pop up on me uh, within a few hours of actually recording this. And if you, you haven't listened to my podcast before, you know that I am a humongous fan of Doctor Who. While I have not been the biggest fan of this current iteration of Doctor Who, and it's not because of Jodie Whittaker, I think she's a great actor. Um, it's just that she she did not get a lot of great stories to work with, in my opinion. And with the last story arc, shortened season flux, I feel as though regardless of the holes in that story, that was really the best outing that she has had from a story perspective. And it's really sad that it took them, you know, third times the charm somewhat get her doctor right and now she's gone and with that they've been a couple of one two three i think three three specials um since uh the ending of the flux series and the last special has been slotted dated and the trailers released and it is the power of the doctor uh we see the return of jody's incarnation of the mass and i forget the the actor's name i'm looking forward to seeing him because i really enjoyed him especially in that that first arc when he was first introduced uh i forget what the storyline was called but i thought that was really well done it's just a season went kind of downhill from there in a lot of respects for me but i loved his master i loved his take on the master and it was very refreshing to see him back uh for this last outing of jody whitaker so that's premiering in october 2022 i think it's the 23rd if i remember correctly so i'm definitely looking forward to that so those are my short takes i'm definitely gonna be watching aqua teen forever plantasm and doctor who the power of the doctor when it drops all right let's talk about she-hulk episode eight now i have been on the fence with she-hulk it's a series that for the past few episodes have been okay uh to me nothing overly funny nothing engaging as far as the story is concerned i am a humongous tatiana maslahi fan so that's really why i kept watching but this episode episode eight just it was the best episode since the premiere uh writing storytelling everything checked off all the boxes the luring was good but of course that's always a plus or a definite when you have charlie cox in the picture returning as matt murdoch aka daredevil and it was just really a great reintroduction to the character i'm not feeling the yellow and gold suit though personally speaking there's something off about it in my opinion but it worked for the episode Tatiana and Charlie have great chemistry together and Daredevil doing the walk of shame was classic. I loved it. Let's talk about Werewolf by Night. Now, I am an immense fan of old school horror movies, especially films like this. Universal Universal Monsters is just my absolute favorite. Wolfman, not exactly my favorite of those, but I love the Wolfman movies. I loved Lon Chaney Jr.'s performance as the Wolfman back in the day. Um, even going so far as the most recent Wolfman movie with uh, Benini um, Del Toro. 
uh, whatever his name is. Anyway, that's not the point here. Werewolf by Night by Marvel is such a throwback to these sort of films. And man, it was so beautiful. Most of us in black and white. Why? Because they could show blood. There's so much gore and dismemberment that they could only get away with it by having it in black and white. And just the style and the cinematography and how things are done when he is transforming into the werewolf for the first time. And you never see him change, but you see his shadows and how it changes. And you see the dread on Elsa's face as she as he changed. This was amazing. And then icing on the cake. We got to see Ted in real life and it was great it wasn't like that crappy artisan movie that came out in the, what 2000 2001 it was real real life man thing werewolf by night is a must see as someone who has just gotten into lower decks with season three so i haven't gone back to rewatch any of seasons one through two this episode took me aback, and we're talking about season three, episode number seven. After coming off of last week's absolutely amazing episode taking place on Deep Space Nine, we now get to this episode dealing with Peanut Hamper, who is an exocomp. And again, if you're in the TNG, you know exactly what I'm talking about, exactly what exocomp is. So I like that and sentient exocomp that's speaking. I love that. But again, not knowing any of the backstory, which was given in, in the early parts of the episode. I've never been disturbed by a cartoon before today. Uh, we got Exocomp Birdman Lovin'. Whose bright idea was this? Who? All in all, it was an okay episode. A little uh, downtrodden after the wonderful high that was the previous episode but it was an okay enjoyable episode and i like the twist at the end personally speaking but yeah that's my take on episode number seven from season three of lower decks now on to the sartorial slice we're talking about fall essentials and of course you can't go wrong with boots now most if not all are really going to talk about the chelsea boots they're a good pair of boots that are really quintessential for the fall these are close-fitting ankle-high boots that are usually found with elastic and elastic side panel on the side, obviously. This combined with a traditional loop in the back gives them easy slide-on, slide-off functionality. And much like the Henley, Chelsea boots are good for work, play, and a night out when combined correctly. I personally don't wear Chelsea's. I actually have a pair of double monk strap boots that actually fill the bill for me in this regard. And the fragrance of the day, which is also my fragrance of the week, is one that you've heard me talk about before. And today I was inspired to pull it out because of the wonderful content over at the Olafactory Factory uh, with Chris. Chris. Chris talks about two things that I love the most, coffee, and fragrances so i decided to pull out one of my favorites from the criminal company get the bottle right and that is spice and black vanilla and i absolutely love this fragrance i wear this all year round but it's perfect for the fall and the winter you're going to find notes of spices dark woods tobacco and of course vanilla and it is such a 
wonderful fragrance even more so because of its price point you can find it very easily for under $20 you shouldn't be paying any more than $23 after tax depending on where you purchase it from and this is US I'm not sure how it varies overseas but you still should be paying uh, a pretty small penny for this fragrance and it's one that definitely gives you a whole lot of bang for your buck this has been another episode of the Sartorian Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I've been your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Make sure you check us out on Patreon to get the show a day early and get some extra perks depending on your tier. And we started just $1 a month, just $1. Also, check out our discount code and link to Pete and Pedro in the show notes here. We'll use eHawks10 for 10% off your first purchase. Make sure you check us out out on social media on instagram at sartorian geek and webster style on twitter at webster style and of course on tiktok at underscore webster style make sure you drop us an email at info at webster style magazine.com for all your comments questions criticisms if you want to be a guest on the show let me know and of course anything and everything that is webster style can be found at webster style.com thank you again for your listening ear and your time and remember be safe out there and be blessed